Beyond the Ranch with Jay Gannon from Find the Ranch. Welcome to Beyond the Wrench. I am your host, Jay Ganinen, and we are continuing our discussion around coronavirus and the impact it's having on our businesses. Today, we are joined by Dan Paulson of Envision Development International. Dan works with a variety of business owners and senior executives to help them transform their organizations to achieve outstanding growth by utilizing their resources and human capital. Dan is here today to discuss not only how we survive the impact of coronavirus on our businesses, but how your business can actually thrive coming out of it. Welcome, Dan. How are you doing today? Great, Jay. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I think as we're uh, we're trying to navigate all of the uh, uncertainty in business here coming up, it's a great time to have you on and, and I'll let you kind of talk through your background. But I think this is a really, really good subject matter for our our group of listeners uh, and not only how to survive this, but how to how to thrive coming out of it. So uh, before we get on to the, the coronavirus topic, give us a little background on you and kind of what you do. Sure. Well, I'm a business coach and consultant. I have a lot of years of experience helping companies grow and, and figure out how to get out of, out of their own way. And I work with a lot of small business owners to essentially help with that. A little bit about my background is grew up on a farm in Wisconsin. So used to just kind of rolling up my sleeves and getting things done. And then after I graduated from college, I went to work at a couple large corporations. I've been through the ups and downs. I've been through a couple merger acquisitions. Had to deal with a number of, of different issues related to human capital and then also how do you how do you make things more efficient, more effective, more productive. And about 2005, I decided that it was time to quit playing in corporate politics. I figured I could help other companies do better and launched Envision Development International. And since then, I have grown the business to really focus uh, from instead on like leadership training to really more of how do I help business owners get out of their own ways? How, how do I help them prevent making the same mistakes they were making before or work through that plateau of growth that a lot of companies reach where they, they get to a point where they seem to grow so far and then the things that they did can't get them to the next level. So that's figuring out what we need to change to really get them back on a growth path and help these business owners figure out how to get their life in track so that it's not just work all the time, but it, but it's work and it's spending time with family and it's doing the travel they want, it's buying the toys that they want. You know, it's trying to do more of those fun things. Of course, right now it's more about survival. It's more about keeping what you got and making sure that when you come out of this thing, you're going to be ready to roll again. Well, that I, I think that just smoothly parlays into what what our what our <laughs> focus is going to be today uh, how do how do we get through this and and how do we not only get through it but how do we how do we make ourselves stronger coming out of it do you see areas for opportunity there and ways that we as a collective business community can can get better coming out of this yeah i i really do i think anytime you face adversity that is your greatest opportunity for growth it's how you how you address it or how you deal with it. And, you know, the first thing I would tell any business owner is, is there's a lot going on right now. I, I don't think I have to really tell them that. They probably yeah. realize it because <laughs> if they turn on the news, it, it's coronavirus, this coronavirus, that. It's just never ending. And unfortunately, you know, all that news isn't always a good thing because it fills your head with thoughts that fills it with insecurities. It fills you with a lot of fear because you hear about how all these things are going to impact your business. And the worst part about this one is there is no end. 
You yeah. know, in the past, whenever we faced a recession, you can pretty much predict when things are going to kind of start turning around or what it's going to take to get back on our feet. With this particular thing, because we don't know when it's going to run a cycle and when it's going to actually finish up, we're looking at anywhere from a couple of weeks to several months to, you know, I've heard even longer than that. And that's when it starts getting really scary because how do you plan for something when you don't know when it's going to turn around? And so the first thing I've really been talking with a lot of my business owners, my business clients about is really first you need to settle down. You need to turn off the news for a while. You need to really start focusing in. You need to keep cool and collected. And that's really hard to do when you're getting all this negative information thrown at you. So yeah. that's where I really tell them to you know, take it easy for a while. Let's get back into your business. Let's figure out what's working. Let's figure out where the opportunities are. And then from there, it's just taking an inventory on what you what you currently have and what you're keeping intact. And that's, that's not just physical inventory, like number of widgets you have on the shelf, but it's looking at the talent you have. It's looking at the strengths you have and it's utilizing the things that are really have been working for you and, and trying to repurpose them in a different way right now, because it's almost like triage. If um, I'm sure some of your listeners are familiar with MASH, the surgical <laughs> hospital, the, you know, Hawkeye and everything. Uh, that's really what this is right now. We just got to look at ourselves as the patient and figure out where we're hemorrhaging and, and first block that up. And then we got to do the meatball surgery to get things so that they're at least functioning and we can start bringing in revenue again. Yeah. Then from there, we can worry about how do we tighten this ship up? How do we get things better than they were before? Because let's face it, workload is going to be dropping down a little bit here. Now's the time to take and, and really look at your systems, your operations, your customer experience, every piece of your business and figure out how we do it better. Because when this does come back and it will come back, it's going to come back hard and fast for yeah. a, a lot of companies. And you got to be ready for it because at the same time, there's also going to be a lot of companies now that, that probably won't survive. I hate to say it, but if you're not prepared and you're not doing anything to get prepared, it's going to be very hard to stay relevant once this thing turns around. And that's where we need to be. We need to be really collected in what we're doing. We need to be focused. We need to set our plans and our priorities. And then we need to act. So I think that you hit on something where I, I am probably guilty of this in terms of watching the news and, and kind of getting freaked out. Because if you're a business and a lot of our shops that listen to this have, have seen an impact. Now, not all of them. There's a lot of shops that are actually kind of doing business as usual or, or doing a good number of cars or, or pieces of equipment mm -hmm. uh, or trucks, whatever it is. And there's some that are at the opposite end where they're, they're really struggling to get people in the door. How do you manage your emotions? I think when, when it comes down to it and you're managing your business, you see that payroll check going out every couple of weeks and you're, you're getting kind of freaked out by maybe revenue starting to fall off a little bit or it's getting softer. It's to me very, very easy to make emotional decisions there rather than true numbers-based rational decisions. Any advice on how, how to kind of manage your emotions? I think you, you, you kind of alluded to turn off the news, turn off some of the social media stuff. Any advice that you'd have in terms of managing your emotions so you don't make those emotional calls? Yeah, I, I think every business owner right now is pretty much in the same boat. And there's a spectrum. As you pointed out, some people are doing extremely well at this point, and they might be for a while, and there's some people that are really struggling. 
And as this all kind of works through, I think we're going to also see shifts happen. I, I think we're going to see businesses that were doing really well at the beginning of this might start struggling towards the end as different mm -hmm. needs pop up. But what's going to be important is that you stay connected. It's very hard being a business owner, especially of a small business, because who do you talk to? Do you yeah. go home and talk to your wife about it? Well, that really doesn't help because if, if she starts getting freaked out, then it's not adding to or taking away from any of your stress. Can you talk to your employees about it? No, they're already scared to death that this might be the last paycheck they get. Yeah. So really it's good to find other peers, other business owners that are going through this too. And if nothing else, just to talk. Yeah. Because you can learn from other people. Other people are also trying to work to figure this whole thing out and trying to solve their own problems. And in that process, they might have some solutions that you can apply. So the, the first thing I would tell any business owner is find somebody you can trust, somebody that you can speak to, somebody that's going to try and help you out. I mean, there's been a number of calls. You know, this is my profession. This is what I get paid for. Yeah. But I've had friends, colleagues, people that I've worked with in the past, you name it, have all either picked up the phone and talked to me or I've reached out to them and said, hey, are you okay? What's going on? Is there anything I can do to help you? And not to charge them right now, but just to kind of work through and help them figure out what their next step is. Because ultimately, for all of us to exceed, we all have to come through this together. And I would rather right now be talking with people and giving them some channels or giving them some outputs so that they can figure out what that next step is going to be instead of just wallowing in their pity and, and sitting in the corner of their shop and not doing anything about it. Because that's where you're going to suffer. That's where your business is going to tank. And then you really are going to create a self-fulfilling prophecy of, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Well, you're not doing anything to make it. So you need to reach out to, to trusted people that you can talk with. And then from there, you need to figure out how to get more relevant and more visible. Any business has the capability of doing this and it doesn't cost a lot of money. It just means being more active and, and reaching out to people. It might be making calls to past clients, see if there's any work that needs to be done. I can think of, you know, from an auto shop side, if you're in a small town where people can't or aren't willing to travel, if you call around, there's probably work to be done. They just don't want to leave their house right now. Well, could you send somebody over there to pick up their car, mm -hmm. take it, clean it? fix it, clean it again, take it back, <laughs> wipe it down. You know, that kind of stuff is happening. And that's where you've got to find different ways than you would normally do things. You've got to really reach outside the box right now, mm -hmm. because if you continue to do the same thing that you've always been doing, you're going to continue to get what you're getting. And that's, that's the shift that we've got to make. I, I love that. And, and to hit on a point that you touched on, the importance of your network during a time like this and, mm -hmm. and the importance of maybe having a mentor or uh, just that trusted person that you can, you can talk to that's not going to freak out. And that, that does remain positive because it, it's a roller coaster right now. And I go through that myself. I'm lucky enough to have a business partner that is really smart and we can run things past each other. And it just, it works really well. And even from talking with you, Dan, and talking with others in my group of people, it it has been a kind of a game changer for me just in terms of being able to keep my head up, keeping that positive attitude and really looking to grow rather than just trying to survive, right? And I think yeah. it's a different mindset altogether when you get good people in your network and, and they're really driving you to do bigger things. So I, I love that point. I think that's such a good point. Yeah. And you leave from a meeting like that with so much more energy. And, and you know, we can't 
do the coffee clutch right now. You can't go down to the local bar or you can't go down to the local coffee shop and just sit around a table. But what we've been doing is what you and I are doing right now. You hop on a Zoom call, you sit around and, and you just learn from each other. And, and right now, I think people are more receptive to learning and growing than they ever have been in their life because you're forced to do it. You're forced yeah. to do it because if you don't, again, the situation is not going to change and it's going to get rather dire. Uh, in fact, I just started up something where I call it uh, hunker down happy hours. So every Friday at 4 p.m., if you want to jump on, great, jump on. Uh, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn or Facebook, but just jump on the call. And it's a lot of business owners. It's a lot of uh, small business owners. It's salespeople. It's you name it. But all we're doing is we're getting together just to kind of sit around the campfire, if you will, have a toast and, and just talk. And that's all it is. And, and sometimes that's just enough because you hear that it's not just you. And yeah. we are as by our nature as human beings, we are social creatures. This is why we exist. And just having that outlet of somebody who you can talk to and they're not going to judge you or criticize you for it. They're not going to shoot you down. In fact, they might be going through the same thing or worse than you are. Mm -hmm. And maybe you can help lift them up. And what I find is calls like that, even though it's not a maybe a direct learning opportunity, you just walk away so much more energized. You feel like there is hope. You feel like there is something you can do. And then it gets that creative juice flowing. So once you start thinking about, well, I heard so-and-so doing this. What if I tried X? And that gave me some opportunity maybe to get some new business. Maybe uh, they're picking up the phone and they're calling past clients. Maybe they're doing something on YouTube where they're, they're showing people how to fix their own vehicles. And of course, most people look at that, and go, well, I don't want to do that. I'll, I'll send it to somebody that knows what they're doing. And, and of course, your name's all over it. So there's different things that people can do and different ideas that come from working together as a community. And that's really what we need to do right now. I, and, and I think you hit on a key point there too. And when we're talking about coming out stronger, uh, there might be some potential to learn and to be add some level of something that we didn't have before, right? I know you and I talked about a salon that you work with yep. that really kind of adapted and really taking on a different way of doing it to, to, <laughs> to do their business. And it could end up being something that they grow from. And I just think there's a lot of opportunity like that to really kind of look at your business and see our, our culture is adapting by the minute, it feels like, and trying to figure out different ways to, to operate your business where in the 30 years prior to this, you might not have had to uh, adapt as much as that. But what are some ways in general that you see coming out of this where we, we can build a stronger foundation for our companies? Well, it, it's going to be really interesting because I, I think there's so much that's unknown right now. And if I guess if we're going to look at things, let's go back to the last recession. If you were a real estate agent in the last recession, you were suffering. If you were a mortgage broker in the last recession, you were suffering. Well, what changed about their businesses moving forward that was not only better for the consumer, but better for them? And, you know, first it was regulations coming in from the government, but then then there was an understanding that we've got to do business a different way. And, and we started seeing these shifts happen and they've, they've gradually been happening over time. You know, now you're able to go on something, you're able to go on realtor.com or Zillow and, and find things. And, and these are all things that kind of grew out of, out of that last recession and, and not directly from it, but again, opportunities, flipping homes, 
huge opportunity that a lot of people glommed onto at the last recession because a lot of people are leaving their homes after uh, they could no longer afford them and other people are picking them up, fixing them up and turning around and reselling them. I don't know what the next step is going to be in this situation, but I think we're going to see some things around health and safety that are going to carry across the board that we might have only seen in the, uh, the food profession. I think we're going to see a lot more remote work, people working from home, people not traveling as much, which might mean, again, an opportunity to almost have like a concierge service where you go out, you pick up their vehicle, you bring it back, you fix it up, you take it back to them. Yeah. These are the type of things that we need to look at and look at doing differently. And it's looking at where those again, unique opportunities that nobody else is addressing right now and trying it. Because what do you got to lose? If you can do it and you can do it either at low or no cost, the worst that can happen is nothing. That's the <laughs> yeah. worst that can happen, okay? Yeah. Uh, if you get customers from it, well, maybe that's a sign that this is something that people would appreciate and appreciate going forward. And if there's something that really takes off, well, that, there's your opportunity. And I think it's it's the smaller shops that are going to be more nimble. They're going to have more flexibility to change things because you don't have hundreds of people or, or you know, this huge structure and, and hierarchy to work through. You can make a decision. You can make that change now. If it doesn't work, you can pivot and make another change. And, and eventually, through enough failures, you find out what works. And, and that's what I encourage people to do right now is fail, fail often, fail quickly, but fail cheap. Make sure you're not spending a ton of money on stuff. Just figure out what might work. Give it a try. If it doesn't work, stop, pivot, try something else. And that's what's going to get you out of this hole. Well, and I, this kind of brings me back. As soon as you started talking about the concierge service, I, I, uh, I participate in these aftermarket roundtables. And we, we kind of go across the country and, and meet with uh, a lot of people that are involved with aftermarket from a dealership level. Mm -hmm. And there was a individual by the name of Brian Benstock out, out east in the northeast that he was approaching his business just completely different in that they were keeping their dealership, the service department open 24 hours a day. So they had different mm -hmm. shifts and they would actually, they were outside of New York City, but they would then send a truck in every single night to go pick up cars, bring them out to the dealership, do their maintenance, do their repairs, and then haul them back so that they were ready to go for the, the client in the morning. And that's excellent. It, it was really, really cool to hear him, a really, really smart, intelligent guy. And, uh, but it, it shows how much our industry is evolving uh, as we talk through this. And, and I'm guessing as we come out of this in general, you're exactly right. I, I had just listened to another either podcast or webinar where it talked about the evolution of service departments and uh, I'm sorry, dealerships in general and how that's going to change. And maybe the showrooms aren't going to be quite as big anymore, but mm -hmm. the service departments are could get significantly bigger. So it really is evolving. And I think as you know, from the aftermarket, when we talk aftermarket service and parts, uh, you can really start to see where some of that evolution is taking place. And this really might accelerate a lot of that. So it, it is kind of a, it's not a fun time to be in, but there's a lot of good that can come out of it. Yep. And it's finding that good. And that's why I say you got to settle in. You got to really look where are the opportunities at? Because right now there are more opportunities than there were six months or a year ago. Because during that time, you were probably too busy doing the same thing you're, you were always doing to even think about it or worry about it. Now you've got the time, take the time, make good choices, make good investments, and then take that and carry it forward.
and I think it'll pay dividends. It's going to be painful in the short term, yes, but I've been there. I've been through this. You know, that's that's the other thing that I think I can stress with people is I've gone, I've completely had my business tank on me and had to rebuild it from scratch. And and I've been there wondering how I'm going to make the next car payment, how I'm going to make the house payment. And that is a very scary time. If you get lost in that, it's very hard to recover. So you need to find where those opportunities are. And then you need to attack. You need to take action, build a plan, keep it basic, keep it simple, but keep it actionable. And ultimately, that's what's going to get you through all this. And it's hard uh, because there are so many cliche things that we talk about going going <laughs> yeah. into something like this, but it truly is. I, I was frustrated a, a, about a week ago just with uh, some of the things going on with our business. And, and we're lucky. We've got a really good team going into this. And I think we've got a lot of opportunity to get better ourselves. But my wife kind of came to me and I was a, a bit overwhelmed and she she's just like, Jay, you need to just focus on what you can control. Don't focus on all the noise. Don't focus on what could happen. Focus on what you can control and really, really do a good job at that. And it was, it was a really nice thing to kind of rein me back in mm-hmm. uh, from being stressed out from, I was probably watching the news too much. And, and uh, I normally intentionally don't watch a whole lot of the news just because I, I, uh, I feel like my emotions can play on that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I, uh, I tried to stay away from it, but I was just infatuated with what was going on. And so when you start seeing all of the sporting events shut down and you start seeing just basically the whole world stop. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't know that we've ever had a time like that. I know not in my lifetime, even during the financial crisis, you can still go grab a beer with somebody. Uh, or even, even during the great depression, you could still listen to the radio or you could watch a ball game. I mean, we still had other things to distract us. Right now we have Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) And and I don't know about you, but sitting on the couch for 24 hours a day, staring at at different movies that I've probably already seen anyway, isn't doing anything to help me. No, I got to find some other channel. We joked about it that I uh, I think I lost some IQ points because I just watched Tiger King and that is one of the, the weirdest shows I've ever watched in my life. So I uh, yes, I should refocus that time into reading and doing something to develop myself rather than watching Tiger King. That, that yeah. would be a much better strategy. <laughs> but I will say the one thing that I've, I don't even want to say enjoyed, but it kind of is where it's allowed me to take a little bit of a breath, right? Yeah. And I think we, we get so focused on growing and driving revenue and driving good business that that's, it consumes you and you're so focused on it. Whereas this is the first time I know since I've started a business that I've, I've really had a chance to kind of just step back, evaluate where we've come from and, and how far we've come in our short period of time in business. And, and I'm sure there's, you know, if, if business owners look at it from that standpoint of, just take a breath. Like this is yeah. a, this is a good time to take a breath, get yourself set up and get stabilized for, for uh, the next run. Uh, because like you said, to start off the podcast, it, it could come at us hard and fast and we got to be ready for that side too. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm like you, I've been taking the time, you know, you're always concerned about the revenue coming in. You're always concerned about getting the bills paid, but at the same point, I'm looking at this going, you know, I've been down this road before it's, it's happened before. I know what to do. I just got to stick to my plan and do it. And if my plan's not working, pivot, change, move forward. And I don't know of any better time again, like you said, that you can really just step back and say, okay, if I could change this, what would I change it to? 
How could I make it better? How could I make it easier for me, my family, my employees, my customers, and really drive something that can be totally different than what you were doing in the past? And the only way you can do that is when you got the time to do it. Well, guess what? The positive of this is now you probably have the time. So make it happen. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And this this is, uh, there's no excuse not to communicate. I mean, that Zoom being a great thing. We actually, for our team, uh, have really gotten to use Slack a, a lot, which mm, is, yeah. for those of you that aren't familiar, just a, a really good messaging platform. When we first got it, I I really wasn't sure why we had it because I'm like, we, we have email, like, why do we need this? And and then as we started using it and using it and you get channels and it really just organizes communication, we were set up really good for being remote and, and it, we're a little different than shops because as a shop owner or manager, you, you can't take cars or trucks or machinery home to work on. You've, you've mm-hmm. got to go in to do that. And and like you said, if, if some of that falls off because people aren't comfortable coming out, then maybe you've got to go to them. Maybe you've got to figure out different ways. And, and I've seen some really, really good social media advertising. That was another piece too, where you, you talked about this, is how many business owners do you talk to that aren't good at social media, but want yeah. to be good? Now's a great time to do that and communicate what you're going through at, you know, and document what you're doing mm-hmm. as a business and really... I think if if there was an opportunity to get really good at it and be intentional about social media right now would be a great opportunity to do that. Yeah. And, and the key right now though, is again, watch your emotions. Yeah. People notice emotions before they notice the look on your face. If things are coming across and it's almost seeming desperate, people can feel that. So you really do have to be in the right mind when you do these things. But yeah, I would utilize social media so much right now because again, you have a captive audience. Everyone's sitting at home. If you can create relative uh, or relevant content or entertaining content, for example, if you're a, a, a shop person, maybe you can actually show people how to change their oil. Yeah. You know, in my day, that was no big deal. I grew up on a farm. You knew how to change the oil in your vehicle or your tractor or whatever it might be. There's a lot of 20 somethings right now that probably wouldn't even know what the oil filter is. Well, why don't you take them through the process of showing them how to do that? Now you might say, well, isn't that giving up business? Well, there's some people right now that can't afford to get their oil changed any other way. Yeah. But I guarantee once the lights come back on and people are able to go back to work, those are the same people that are going to say, wow, I'm glad I knew how to do that. And I never want to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) And who are they going to be thinking of? They're going to be thinking of hopefully your shop, but it's all about creating that relevance, that frequency, that messaging and getting the word out there. And maybe you, you even show more complex things that could be done to their car. Now, the more complex things, people start getting scared and they'll want to take it somewhere. If they really need it done, they'll, they'll go to a shop, but that's what I need to see. Um, and I'm asking for it from my clients. I'm asking for it from a lot of the people I'm talking with is now's your chance to get relevant, get out there, be exposed and make something happen. Talk about what you do, get people to know you. Uh, I saw a post on, um, I think it was on Facebook where there's this cowboy museum and of course everyone's off now. They locked down the cowboy museum and they gave the Twitter account to the security guy that, basically keeps everything safe and you should see that i mean it's just the most wholesome comments that he's posting on twitter (laughs) 
about what's, you know, he's, he's talking about things, but he's never used Twitter before. So, you know, he's talking about things and then he writes hashtag and then whatever he wants to talk about by it. And, and then he's talking about, well, my marketing manager wants me to do this. And so he does it exactly how the marketing manager is explaining it, which is completely wrong, but it's just <laughs> that stuff. And people are looking at this going, I now want to go to that museum. This is a, this is authenticity. This is a real person and they're just being natural. And I can see that museum just going through the roof the moment people can go back out yeah. and do things again because they're going to, you know, this guy's talked about what's going on in such a natural way. And things have been so over-processed and over-designed. And, you know, we're so used to that spit and polished look that it's kind of nice to see kinks in the armor and, and things that aren't perfect and people being who they truly are. That's going to really make a difference. And we'll see, I think, more of that true authenticity as opposed to the spit and polish that we have in the past. Well, I think you hit on something there again, where uh, I think YouTube is the second most searched uh, or the second biggest search engine behind mm -hmm. Google, right? And the great part about shops is you have a lot of natural content that you can put out there. If you learn how to organize your channel on YouTube and you learn how to do some things where if it is as easy as how do you jack up your car to get under it to change the oil and how do you make sure it's safe so the car doesn't fall on you or right. a piece of equipment doesn't fall on you. Like just having that genuine concern. And then something that I, I've talked to a few different shops and I think there's some that are starting to do this really, really well is, you know, what happens when my check engine light comes on? What should I do? And, mm -hmm. and not just not just have that, uh, well, check your owner's manual conversation. It's, a, it's an actual here's what I would do if I'm you and, and really putting yourself in the, the shoes of the, the end customer. I think right. there's a lot of opportunity there too. Yep. And I will tell you this. Um, I think this is something that all shop owners should look at how they do better. Women. Yeah. I can speak personally from my wife. They assume that because somebody is female that they don't know what they're talking about, or they treat them differently than they would treat a guy that's coming into the shop. Yes. If you can cater to women a little bit better or treat them as an equal to men, you are going to do a phenomenal job of attracting a completely different audience. Because I hear that constantly from my wife when she takes the car into the dealership. If they're talking down to her, I'm the first one that gets a call. Yeah, And then she gets even more upset when I have to call into the dealership and then I get the right answer. Because that's just we are a completely different world. I would say better than 50% of the time is going to be the female bringing the car into the shop anyway. So you really have to look at your audience and how do you, again, change that customer experience to open up to a broader audience or to attract people that would normally be afraid to come into your door. And I think a lot of women are afraid to go into a, an auto shop because they don't know if they're going to be getting a straight story or if they're just going to be poo-pooed off and, and then charged a big bill to fix something. I, yeah, I, I, that is an outstanding point. I think that's, that is something, uh, again, it's down to a fundamental foundational piece of your business, of your shop, uh, how you, how you teach and even the people that you hire, make sure you're hiring people that are respectful and that are, you know, professional. And that sometimes that's not the easiest thing to do because we'll bring, we'll bring, uh, say, a technician that hasn't had the soft skills training. We, I just did a, <laughs> another podcast regarding the soft skills training that, right. or the lack thereof for uh, folks in the shop that then come up and, and maybe struggle because of that. And, and that could be a piece of it. So making sure that you're 
you know, your process is in order to, you know, how you address, you know, anybody, but specifically a woman, I, I, I totally agree with that. I, I could see where that would be an extremely intimidating scenario. Yep. Really, really good stuff, Dan. Uh, I guess to, to finish off, how, how do you, people get in touch with you or see kind of your work? You put a lot out on LinkedIn and a lot out on social media in general. What's the best way to, uh, to follow you? Yeah, the best way right now is probably find me on, on LinkedIn. I mean, I have YouTube channels. I have Facebook. I have all the other ones. But I would say LinkedIn is probably where I'm most active at this point. So if you find me, uh, I'll get the, the exact place for you. <laughs> I should yeah, have hey, the title here, but that, we, can, we can put that in the notes. But yeah, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can also find me at heydanwhatsnext.com. And I encourage you to go there. I've got several other websites, but that one I'm encouraging people, you know, sign up for my newsletter just to let you know, you're not going to get hammered with a newsletter every day. Uh, I probably do maybe one a quarter at best. So it's not something that I, I want to really, you know, bombard your inbox with, but especially right now, I want to be able to get word out to, um, you know, different things I'm talking about, different things that I'm learning from others. So I can share that knowledge and hopefully help companies still be around when all this is said and done and, and get them on a path for growth. This is outstanding stuff, Dan. And, and hopefully we'll have you back on again to, uh, to talk about some other non-coronavirus uh, <laughs> foundational pieces. But I think That'd be great. There, there was a lot of stuff we talked about today that uh, I think applies to business in general. And, and I think there's some really, really good stuff on there. So yep. thank you so much for being on with Can us. Can I add one more thing to this? Yeah, today? yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think one thing I want to stress, and this is from my recollection of coming out of the last recession is, is, you know, when times are bad, one of the first things I tell people is money hides a lot of problems. When the money goes away, the problems surface and then people scramble to try and fix them. Right now we're experiencing that same thing at an exponential level and we will get through this. We will come out the other side. And I just want to make sure that when you do, what is it you've learned from this? What is your takeaway? And what are you going to change to make sure that the next time something like this comes along, what's going on now doesn't happen to you again? Because we all tend to forget because once the money starts coming in, we're getting too busy doing our jobs to think about what's going to be next. So I just wanted to get that out there and make sure that everyone, as you're, le as you're going through all this, we got to make sure we're learning from it and we're growing from it and not falling back into the same habits. That's a, that's a pretty darn good message to end on. I think that's, uh, that's something that should resonate with all of us. And, and I think we can, uh, we can all do a better job with that. So uh, thanks again, Dan, for being on today. We, we truly appreciate it and look forward to having you on again down the road. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate being on. All right. Well, that was Dan Paulson. Uh, if you want to hear this podcast and, and many more, uh, please go out to uh, iTunes or anywhere you can get, uh, get podcasts and subscribe to Beyond the Wrench. We'd, uh, we'd love to have you as a listener and, and uh, hope, uh, hope that you're learning some things off of this. Have a good day.